I want to welcome everyone to Parkway Hills United Methodist Church. We are an inclusive congregation committed um, to be a place for everyone as we welcome, grow, serve, and celebrate together. Um, and I am so glad um, to see most of your faces. I'm very sad that you're covering up most of them again. But it is where we are. Um, I do want to remind you if you have um, friends either within the church or friends outside of the church who are looking for a safer space to gather, our 830 service um, is, is smaller. We've had in between uh, 15 to 20 at that one, so there's plenty of room to space out. So if you have some who are still on the fence and, but, but want to come, that that service um, is a little less attended, so they would have room to kind of space out and feel a little bit safer. But it is great to have all of you here with us today. Um, a couple of announcements about meetings. Leadership team will meet tonight at 5.30, and then the next Sunday at the same time, our lay leadership and nominations committee will meet at 5.30 so that we can begin looking at um, members within our church family that we can lift to be in leadership roles for 2022. And just saying 2022 kind of blows my mind because I, it just doesn't, I don't know, it feels like there's a year somewhere in there that we had but didn't have, and I, I can't even grasp around thinking about 2022. But that's where we are as well. So we'll meet to think about, begin thinking about that. Um, youth will begin their engaged Sunday night activities this week, 5.30 to 7, dinner provided. They'll also meet this Wednesday from 5.30 to 7 for a water night. You can find info on that on your on your bulletin and then i had oh one more um so we're kind of restarting a little bit of our stuff for east floor elementary school we can't go back in yet but they want people to record themselves reading a book that they can share with the children so we are going to do that allison jordan is in charge of that if you feel led to read a book record yourself reading a book so that teachers can use that in their classrooms at east flora um, just reach out to allison her email is in there i think she's planning on if you want she'll meet you here she'll do the recording um, but you can get in touch with her if you feel led to do that um, that is all i have please remember to look through our bulletin see all that's going on in the life of our church read over that prayer concerns list and lift those um, that we love in prayer um we can take darlene off the prayer or do you want us to keep praying for you <laughs> well it's great to have you back glad you are feeling better good to see you here um, but now let us prepare our hearts and our minds to worship god this day
Amen. Um, I'm so excited to be up here today sharing some good news um, in the church body. Um, as the SPRC chair, I'm excited to let you know that David White has graciously agreed to serve permanently as our worship leader. So very good news there. Let's give David our... So yay. Um, um, now please join me in the um, call to worship. Lord, you have been our dwelling... Oh, sorry, go ahead and stand. <laughs> Lord, you have been our dwelling place in all generations. You have been our home throughout all the ages. You were there before the world was made and will be forever. Lasting to everlasting, you are God. Let us pray together. Good morning, Lord. We welcome the new day, for it is a gift from you. Our petty fears are nothing in the face of your love. In the warmth of your wisdom, our anxieties melt away. Make us more faithful than we could be on our own, and use us to reflect your light. For there are so many who need to know the hope of your grace. Walk with us and show us your way for we would follow you. Amen. Please take your hymnals and turn to hymn number 117, O God, our help in ages past. Let's sing together all verses. Hymn number 117.
all of our children to come forward with Miss Carmen for a children's moment. y'all how are y'all my name is miss carmen and this is my first time to do children's moment and i am a little nervous do y'all ever get nervous yeah well one of the things i do sometimes when i'm nervous is i take a deep breath so i'm gonna do that now and i've got my sparkly notebook which makes me smile so today i wanted to talk to y'all about a little bit of the Bible, and I'm going to read to you from the book of Hebrews in just a second. But first, does anybody know what this is? A medal, a medal. A medal. That is great. What? For soccer. For so this one's a soccer medal. That's right. This is my, I have three kids. I got one of them before. Yeah, you've gotten one of these? Well, this is my daughter Hazel's medal for doing soccer shots. So what do we get medals for? Doing things good. What if, did anybody watch the Olympics? Mm. Yeah, in track and field, where they ran around? Mm. And if they won the race, did they get one of these? Mm. A medal, yeah. Sometimes they were bronze or silver or gold, right? Okay. Well, I'm going to read from Hebrews today. And this talks about keeping our eyes on God and winning the race. Okay, and it's from chapter 12, and it's verse 1 in the very beginning of verse 2. Since we have so great a cloud of witnesses surrounding us, let us also lay aside every encumbrance the race that it, and run the race that is set before us, fixing our eyes on Jesus. And I think I might have left a little bit out when I was writing this down. But what do y'all think about running the race? What do you do to run a race? Run? Well, are you running as slow as you can? No, as fast as you can. As fast as you can. Are you trying to do your best? That's right. And when you want to do your best or you're watching somebody try to do your best, does it help when other people cheer you on? Yeah? So what I want us to do is try to do our best and to run our race. And what I mean by that as we're running our race, is living our lives the best we can and keeping our eyes on Jesus, okay? And we can help others do that too. How can you help your friends? Mm -mm -mm -mm. Oh, tell me. If, if they're down, we can say you can do this? Yes, we can encourage and cheer our friends and be there for them, okay? All right, I'm going to close this with a prayer. Ready? Y'all repeat after me. Let's bow our heads. Dear God, Thank you for our church. Thank you for people to help us on our race. Help us to keep our eyes on Jesus. Help us to encourage others. In your name we pray. Amen.
Judges 4, 1 through 9. Again, the Israelites did evil in the eyes of the Lord, now that Ehud was dead. So the Lord sold them into the hands of Jobin, king of Canaan, who reigned in Hazor. Sisera, the commander of his army, was based in Harosheth. Because he had 900 chariots fitted with iron and had cruelly oppressed the Israelites for 20 years, they cried to the Lord for help. Now Deborah, a prophet, the wife of Lapidoth, was leading Israel at that time. She held court under the palm of Deborah between Ramah and Bethel in the hill country of Ephraim, and the Israelites went up to her to have their disputes decided. She sent for Barak, son of Abinoam from Kadesh in Naphtali, and said to him, The Lord, the God of Israel, commands you, Go, take with you ten thousand men of Naphtali and Zebulun, and lead them to Mount Tabor. I will lead Sisera, the commander of Jobin's army, with his chariots and his troops to the Kishon River and give him into your hands. Barak said to her, If you go with me, I will go. But if you don't go with me, I won't go. Certainly I will go with you, said Deborah. But because of the course you are taking, the honor will not be yours, for the Lord will deliver Sisera into the hands of a woman. So Deborah went with Barak to Kadesh. dropping things. Our other reading comes from Judges 6, just a couple of chapters over, um, and we're going to meet um, another judge, this time Gideon. Judges 6, 11 through 24, and then 36 through 40. Now the angel of the Lord came and sat under the oak at Oprah, which belonged to Joash the Abizurite, as his son Gideon was beating out wheat in the winepress to hide it from the Midianites. The angel of the Lord appeared to him and said to him, The Lord is with you, you mighty warrior. Gideon answered him, But sir, if the Lord is with us, why then has all this happened to us? And where are all his wonderful deeds that our ancestors recounted to us, saying, Did not the Lord bring us up from Egypt? But now the Lord has cast us off and given us into the hand of Midian. Then the Lord turned to him and said, Go in this might of yours and deliver Israel from the hand of Midian. I hereby commission you. He responded, But sir, how can I deliver Israel? My clan is the weakest in Manasseh, and I am the least in my family. The Lord said to him, But I will be with you, and you shall strike down the Midianites, every one of them. Then he said to him, If now I have found favor with you, then show me a sign that it is you who speaks with me. Do not depart from here until I come to you and bring out my present and set it before you. And he said, I will stay until you return. So Gideon went into his house and prepared a kid and unleavened cakes from an epop of flour. The meat he put in a basket and the broth he put in a pot and brought them to him under the oak and presented them. The angel of God said to him, Take the meat and the unleavened cakes and put them on this rock and pour out the broth. And he did so. Then the angel of the Lord reached out the tip of the staff that was in his hand and touched the meat and the unleavened cakes and fire sprang up from the rock and consumed the meat and the cakes. And the angel of the Lord vanished from his sight. Then Gideon perceived that it was the angel of the Lord. And Gideon said, help me, Lord God, for I have seen the angel of the Lord face to face. But the Lord said to him, Peace be to you. 
Do not fear, you shall not die. Then Gideon built an altar there to the Lord and called it, The Lord is Peace. Skipping over to 36, Then Gideon said to God, In order to see whether you will deliver Israel by my hand, as you have said, I'm going to lay a fleece of wool on the threshing floor. If there's dew on the fleece alone and it's dry on all the ground, then I shall know that you will deliver Israel by my hand, as you have said. And it was so. When he rose early the next morning and squeezed the fleece, he wrung enough dew from the fleece to fill a bowl with water. Then Gideon said to God, Do not let your anger burn against me. Let me speak one more time. Let me, please, make trial with the fleece just once more. Let it be dry only on the fleece, and on the ground let there be dew. And God did so that night. It was dry on the fleece only, and on all the ground there was dew. This is the word of God for us, the people of God. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. Almighty God, you know us better than we know ourselves. By your word, give us wisdom. By your spirit, grant us healing and set us free to serve you with love. We ask this through the one who heals in your name, Jesus Christ. Amen. Last week, um, as we kind of began this dive-in series, I shared with you some things that were kind of my hope for these next two months. My hope for this series, a series entitled Dive In, just as everything's kind of pulling back again. Um, But my hope... My hope is that this space on Sunday morning, whether in person or online, that this space gives you a place to simply rest and breathe in the midst of it all, Um, that we are comforted by stories and scripture of others who carried a lot and just found a way to take that next faithful step, and that my hope is that um, we're able, in the midst of it all, to discern a couple of things. How are we being called to be church in this season? How might we dive into worship service and spiritual formation at Parkway Hills um, in a way that gives us joy and meaning? Um, Not another box to check on our to-do list, um, but something that gives us life, not takes it. So through this series, we're going to use the story of Israel and kind of move with the story of Israel instead of jumping back and forth in Scripture. So last week, we began with Moses and Aaron, that great Exodus event where the Hebrew people came to know their God as a God who saves. We reflected on how we can be a people who speak blessings into our world, speak goodness into the lives of those we meet along the journey, a people who speak and create shalom. So we're going to jump ahead a little bit in the story of Israel. Um, We find the Exodus event in the second book of the Bible. From there, we wander in the wilderness for 40 years with this newly freed community. And in the sixth book of the Bible, we get to Joshua. They move into the promised land, and we find the conquest stories. Now, I'll admit... These stories in Scripture are some of the hardest ones for me. Um, They're really violent. There's lots of questions you could raise as you read through them. But they, too, are part of the story of this people, this community of faith, learning more about who they are and who God is 
And a huge part of that learning is simply the struggle um, to be a community. How does it look to be the people of God? What does it mean? How do we live it out? How do we discern and create the community that God envisions? That struggle to create God's kingdom on earth as it is in heaven. So this is where the story of the judges comes in. This is where we are today in the life of the people of Israel. The Hebrew people, after being enslaved for generations, they are free. They spend 40 years in the wilderness. They begin taking land and creating a name for themselves. A name other nations start to know. But they aren't a nation. Not yet. They aren't really a unified people. They have no king, no center. Instead, we get the stories of the judges. Now, there's six judge narratives. We heard pieces of two um, from Deborah and Gideon. And they all follow the same pattern. In fact, the story of Israel follows the same pattern. As this sermon goes on, I think you can safely say the story of humanity follows the same pattern. There's a line you'll hear. Israel did what was evil in the eyes of the Lord. Sin, punishment, repentance, restoration. It's this cycle that happens over and over again in Scripture. Sin, punishment, repentance, restoration. Israel throughout this kind of alternates between war and peace. So we meet two of the judges today, Deborah and Gideon. And I kind of want to hold these side by side this morning. So we've got Deborah who speaks of the future with confidence and assurance. She is bold and courageous, so much so that the leader of the army, Barak, after he is given his instructions to take the army, to meet the enemy, that they will have victory, after he hears this, he says, okay, I'll go face the enemy, but only if you come with me. So Deborah says, yes, I will go. And then there's a twist in the story. We didn't read all the way to the end of this chapter, um, but the twist is deliverance will come. The enemy will be defeated, but not in the way one may think. Victory will not come from this mighty army, but from one woman, Jael, who will seize an opportunity that leads to freedom, to the restoration of her people. So you can read about her story later on in chapter 4, if you like. Then there's Gideon, um, who I think I can say I more easily identify with. Gideon doesn't just ask the question that all of us ask at some point in our lives, the, the why. If the Lord is with us, why then has all of this happened? Where are all the Lord's wonderful deeds that our ancestors recounted? Gideon names this, and then he questions his own calling, much like Moses. He says, but how can I? Who am I? My clan is the weakest. I am the least in my family, and it doesn't stop there. Gideon says, show me a sign, and a sign happens. Fire comes up from the rock that Gideon's staff touches, but it doesn't stop there. Gideon says, okay, okay, the fire was nice, 
But in order to see whether you will deliver Israel by my hand, if there's dew on the fleece that I place on the ground overnight, but no dew on the ground around it, then I shall know. So Gideon places the fleece, waits overnight, and it was so. But it doesn't stop there. Okay, don't be mad, God, Gideon says. Let's do this one more time. But this time, I'm going to lay the fleece down overnight. Let the fleece be dry, the ground be wet. And it was so. So, two stories. Um, I love the story of Deborah and this picture we get of a strong, confident, courageous woman riding into battle, confident of victory. I like to think that maybe sometimes along my journey, I have the assurance and confidence of Deborah to speak hope into a desperate situation. I believe I do at times, but more often than not, I think we all may feel like Gideon. Why does this happen, Lord? And when called, "Mm, not me, okay, if me, show me a sign. And maybe another one. And maybe just one more. What we get with Gideon is that very real human reality of lifting the why. Why is all this happening? Why, when we do all things right, Why, God? Why do you not seem to be present and working in the world in the way that we read about in Scripture? Why? We also get that very real human need for a sign, for reassurance, um, because we just don't believe we could make a difference. And Deborah, well, while Deborah is strong and confident What the story of Deborah offers is a reminder of the possibilities that are open to us with God on our side. It's not the army that wins the day, but one lone woman, J.L., who seizes an opportunity. The book of Judges, with all its messiness and questions, well, it is a picture of biblical leadership in times of crisis. A way to live out our faith when our situation seems bleak and hopeless. What Judges says is that we can be dealing with challenges for so long that we kind of begin to see them as foregone conclusions. We tell ourselves, I'll never be able to change that, or gosh, we'll always have to deal with this. The armies that maybe we face in our minds, they've been there for so long We kind of believe that our adversaries are invincible. We look at what we do have and we think it's insignificant. We have trouble believing that which other people tell us is possible. We are Barak living under the oppression of another for 20 years, not able to believe things can change. So we won't step out to make a change unless someone comes with us. Or Gideon saying, not me, I am too weak. Sometimes we can let the oppression we have experienced or the obstacles in our path convince us that transformation just isn't possible. 
But these stories, this story, it doesn't stop with um, Barak or Gideon's insecurity. No, the story continues. It moves. It carries on. And our story of faith says transformation is possible. New life can indeed burst forth from the dead spaces. Easter comes. And I would really just love to say amen and stop with that and let that be our good news. But I have to be honest, it was kind of a hard week um, to read these passages, think about transformation and possibilities. um, Because I kind of feel like um, there's a lot of people lifting the why, looking at all the things happening among us and in our world and wondering why. So my daughter has this letter board in her room. Um, Someone from church actually gave it to her. You know, you can change out the letters and write what you want on it. So I went in her room and saw what it had written on it. And yes, I think she was trying to be cute with a quote from Little Mermaid. But it says, the human world, it's a mess. I feel like she may have named something um, with her little 15-year-old self um, that a lot of us feel named a truth. I think we all carry that a little bit. The human world, it's a mess. From the exhaustion of COVID, the continued rises of cases in Mississippi, our exhausted healthcare workers, the anxiety of parents and kids at school, the debate over masks and vaccines, the political climate, climate change in general, or just watching Afghanistan fall to the Taliban. Um, I think we can all lift that message. The human world, it's a mess. So how do we sit in this space, um, in the midst of all that, and lift a message of transformation, hear words in Scripture that say, why, if the Lord is with us, why is this happening? How do we do that and not name that maybe my daughter got these words a little more than she thought? Well... This is what I came up with. We do come to this space, and we name it. We don't pretend that the problems aren't there or that the question isn't valid. And then we simply release and lean into what we know as truth in the stories of Scripture. With God, transformation is possible. There is the hope of possibility. That, and I choose myself to remember some kind of common sense stuff as well. What do I mean? Well, I don't know if any of you have been watching or have seen any of the interviews from medical professionals at the field hospitals at UMMC. There's a lot you can watch, but one struck me last week, and I think it was someone who worked with Samaritan's Purse, and he was trying to address the faith, not fear that we find in Mississippi the, I'm not going to get vaccine or wear a mask because I trust God and God will take care of me. And he equated it to, well, yes, I have faith and trust God, um, but when I go into battle, I have things I take with me. Mine's a little more simpler than that. You may have heard this before. Trust God, but lock your car. Right? We all know it. We all get it. 
We do have hope in the possibilities opened to us in our God, but we know we play a part as well. And we also have to release sometimes to the truth that in the mess, God will not take away someone else's free will to answer my prayers. It's a lot. And to those watching Afghanistan fall and maybe feeling a little bit hopeless, wondering what was it for, um, I share this line um, from a song. It's a line from Hamilton, one of the songs in there. Um, In the eye of the hurricane, there is quiet for just a moment. The book of Judges gives us a picture of biblical leadership in a time of crisis. The book of Judges offers us stories of chaos and mess, and in the midst of it all, there's these spaces of hope, of possibility. You know, even in the story of Gideon that we read today, there's a part that could be easily missed, and maybe it didn't even catch your ear when you heard it being read Um, But there's a line, a verse, smack in the middle of Gideon's questions, of his own insecurities, of his call. A verse that says, Then Gideon built an altar to the Lord and called it, The Lord is Peace. In the eye of a hurricane, there's quiet, just for a moment. So how are we being called to be church in this season? Not to add more to our plates, not to fix all the problems. And how might we dive into worship service and spiritual formation in a way that gives us joy and meaning, um, that gives us life? Well, we can speak a blessing, as we named last week. Um, Speak goodness, speak and create shalom. And we can be a people of faith that speaks the hope of grace, the truth of the possibilities with God. Not deny reality, not pretend all is fine when it isn't, but a people that offers hope. A people that build an altar in the world smack in the midst of all of the mess, that offers and creates and sends the message, the Lord is peace. I have a friend that works at the Children's Hospital at Batson, and you can just imagine some of the posts he's been sharing lately. But this past week, um, as I was working on this sermon, kind of in the midst of all that I was thinking about, um, he decided to share a line from one of his favorite songs. Um, So I found these words and want to share them with you. He shared, Joy still comes in the morning. Hope still walks with the hurting. There's still good news worth repeating. Amen. I thought today might be a fitting day to kind of respond to what we have heard and lifted with an affirmation of faith. Um, So you'll find one in your bulletin. This is by Bruce Pruer. And I invite us all Let us say these words together. I believe in the living God who is directly involved in the affairs of the world. 
I believe that God chooses the meek and the poor to shame the proud and the rich. I believe in the incarnate word, leaping in a woman's womb, cradled in poverty. I believe in Jesus, true son of Mary, true son of God, who came among us in weakness, that we might come to know the profound strength available to common people who turn to God in trust and with love. Yes, my friends, this I truly believe. As we move into a time of prayer, I invite you to hold um, those people within our community of faith, um, those people um, outside of these walls, um, within our world, um, who just need to feel and trust and believe and hear um, the hope of grace. So we hold those um, as we go to God in prayer. And there will be space, if you feel so led, to lift names of those. But let us pray. God of righteousness, you overcome those who abuse their power and you lift up those who suffer. Even now, as we come to you in this space, um, lifting the why, even when it seems evil holds sway, we know that you will have the last word. Keep us faithful as we wait and watch for your coming realm when you will welcome all your children into your kingdom of justice, peace, and love. Holy God, time and time again, you welcome us into your joy and you entrust us with your gospel. And hope for the world to come and with love for the world you have made. We offer our prayers for your church your earth, and your people. For your church, in this community and around the world, that your good news may be proclaimed to all. For oppressors, that they might know justice, and those oppressed, that they might know peace. For your creation, that we may be the caretakers you intend. For the young, that they might be nurtured in love. For the old, that they might be secure in your care. For those who fight the demons of addiction, that they might find relief. For those who face an early death and those they leave behind, that they might be comforted. For all those who care for the suffering and those in their charge, that they would be freed from pain and fear. For all of those about whom we worry, and those whose troubles are known only to you. And now, 
either silently or aloud, we lift to you the names of those we hold heavy on our hearts and minds. God of grace, hear our prayer. All this we pray with gratitude for your eternal love and extravagant grace. In the name of Jesus Christ, who taught us to pray, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Amen. Um, before we stand and sing um, our closing hymn, um, I want to remind you of our small group signs posted around. I hope you take time to read through those. Um, pray for those classes. We're still navigating how best to meet with those. Um, but also the clipboards in the back. Pray about how you can dive in um, to service and spiritual formation at Parkway Hills. There's lots of lists. Don't not sign up because you think we already know. Um, and don't not sign up because you think the timing of it won't work for you. Sign up and we'll work it out um, and start putting things back into place. Um, so take time uh, to do both of that. Um, the closing hymn, Beams of Heaven as We Go, um, David says, y'all, he's not sure it's been sung here before. I love the hope it gives. I do hate that it kind of leans too much toward we got to wait till we die for it all to be okay, but <laughs> I think there's a little hope while we're alive as well. Um, but I do love the message it gives. But before we stand and read that, I also want to share with you Psalm 90. You won't find this exact wording in scripture. It's a rework, of, and it's called Psalms for Praying that Nancy Merrill did. Um, but I leave you. Uh, before we stand to sing with these words from Psalm 90. Eternal and immortal one, you have been our refuge in all generations. Before the mountains were brought forth, before you had formed the earth and the world, from everlasting to everlasting, you are the Alpha and the Omega. When our days on earth are ended, you welcome us home to your heart, to the city of light, where time is eternal and days are not numbered. You gather those who love you as friends returning from a long journey, giving rest to their souls, you anoint them with the balm of understanding, healing wounds of the past. For our days on earth are a mystery, a searching for you, a yearning for the great mystery to make itself known. The years pass and soon the harvest is at hand, a time to reap the fruit of one's life. Who has lived with integrity? Who will reflect the light? Who can bear the radiant beams of love? Who have reverenced the counselor and opened their hearts to the spirit of truth? Teach us, O beloved, to honor each day that we may have a heart of wisdom. Awaken us, O Holy One. Too long have we been asleep. Have mercy on your people. Help us to wait in silence, listening for your gentle voice. Strengthen us with courage to face the fears within. 
Oh, that we might be converted in our hearts and walk together in peace and harmony. Let your love be known to the nations, your glory to our children's children. Let the grace and gentleness of the Holy Spirit be upon us, guiding our feet upon paths of love's consciousness. Increase the light within us. Oh, beloved, hear our prayer. Amen. Let us now stand and sing together 524 Beams of Heaven as I Go.
receive now this benediction. I'll simply share the words of a song um, that my friend shared. Um, Joy still comes in the morning. Hope still walks with the hurting. There's still good news worth repeating. Let us go forth to love and serve our Lord. Amen. Thank you for joining us for worship. If you're looking for a safe place to explore, thank you for joining us for worship. If you're looking for a safe place to explore faith, or if you'd just like to learn more about this community of faith, we'd love to hear from you. Please reach out to any member of our staff with prayer requests, needs, or questions, or just to find out how to join our church family. Now may the love of God surround you. May the love of God uplift you. May the love of God stand with you through the challenges ahead. May the love of God convince you in every situation to love. Go now to love others, even as Christ loves you. Amen.